0: Welcome to Reckless Speculating. And I'm telling you, abbreviated edition tonight because we only have two. We have two members missing, but I'm coming with all guns a-blazing. I'm double-barrel loaded. I am Reckless Speculating tonight. Later, we're going to talk about Tennessee, Florida. And I'm going to tell you why this is a program-defining weekend for the University of Tennessee. Over to my right, from the D, Colin, Colin Cowherd has stole my stick and is on national TV claiming he, claiming the Lions are going to the playoffs. You heard it first here on Reckless Speculation. He is Tom Sloan. What is happening? Yes.
1: Uh, well, I think there's a lot of buzz for the, as uh, my good buddy Rich Jasper would say, the Pontiac Pussycats. Um, and they played well. Two weeks, they've really played well, and and lo and behold, who has the the third-best quarterback efficiency in the NFL? Yes, Jared Goff. Uh, So uh, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid, eating the cornbread yet, but there is a lot to look forward to. And, yes, Colin Cowherd did say today that uh, he felt like um, the Lions were playoff-bound, and then even his – his co-host, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. He goes, You need to say that with conviction because they are going to the playoffs this year. So I'm gonna pump the brakes on it. We've been disappointed my whole life, but um I like what I see so far. Dan Campbell's got those boys really biting kneecaps this year.
0: I'm not pumping the brakes. I'm gonna make it worse. Over to my next that way. Over here. He's sad tonight. He's upset. Because this Titans got took to the shed this week. The Buffalo Bills may have exposed the Tennessee Titans. And we'll talk about where the Titans are at right now as far as, I don't know if you call it a program in the NFL, but where their team's at. He's Robbie
2: Davis. Yeah, that's all true. But, Randall, you know what this week is. You know what this week's about. It is Tennessee-Florida week. Um, there's a different – air when you wake up there's a different vibe there's a different twitter atmosphere there's just something different about this week um for vols fans it's florida week and it's alabama week <clears throat> depending on your age um i definitely respect the alabama week but um, my age group my generation it, it's been this week it's the tennessee florida week I will say Alabama's
0: more of a rivalry, but I come closer to despising the Florida Gators than I do by far. And and this week, if you're a Florida Gator fan, you probably don't want to watch the show. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, you probably don't want to watch the show. Come back and join us next week when I'll talk good about Anthony Richardson. Not this week. Not not at all. Robbie, uh, it is definitely an air of – excitement around this game that's not been in a while and we'll get into that in a little bit but i do want to get to the nfl first and i want to talk about some instant reactions from this weekend uh we're sorry that two of our brothers can't be with us tonight jane and Raj. uh Raj may join us a little bit later but they're dealing with some family stuff and it's all right i'm gonna i'm, I'm, I'm feeling it tonight I know what my pregame routine was, and it was better than yours. So let's start, first of all, in the AFC South. And let's talk about the AFC South. Robbie, you are a Titans fan. You are uh, a season ticket holder. Shane is a season ticket holder. Not only is it the Titans collapsed a little bit, at the beginning of the year, I spouted to anyone that would listen, the Colts are an elite playoff team, and Matt Ryan is going to make them a Super Bowl attend, uh, contender. The Texans and the Jaguars were trash. They didn't even belong in this division. Right now, as we said, three weeks into the NFL season, the only team with a victory in that division is the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it was over the Indianapolis Coats. What happened to the AFC South?
2: Yeah, this is an embarrassment um, for four teams. The Titans have been outscored 35 points for the, the season, the Colts 24, the Texans 7, Jacksonville's plus 18, but that's just only because they've had the, the privilege of playing two horrible teams. Look, um, every year in the NFL, there's a team or teams that appear to fall off the cliff Rarely is it in the same division, but that looks like what it's happening here is both the Titans and the Colts, both playoff teams last year are falling off the cliff at the same time. Um, the Titans just, you against probably, if I'd say the best team in football right now on the road, like on one series, you start off first down, five wide. What are you going to do? Pass ball. Second series, two tight ends. What are you going to do? Run the ball. Third and long. And then you're just giving the ball back to them. Like you're not being creative. Mm -hmm. Um, So the Titans, I think the coach, I'm not saying variable, but some of these, they just got to get on the same page and try to work Henry in more. Uh, But it's looking like a lost team. The Colts, though, man, they look awful. They look like the worst team in football right now. It's been two games but they look awful. And
0: went out, traded for a quarterback, released Carson Wentz, who's looked great, Uh, uh, traded for Matt Ryan. Jonathan Taylor coming in is probably the highest in fantasy football. I don't know if it's in legitimate live football, but the number one rated running back in the division. Tom, if you were going to take a team in this division to right the ship, who are you taking right now?
1: That's a tough call. Um, I'd probably go with the Titans because they have the right coaching. They have, they have the right pieces. And 22 and the, difference. Yeah. And they, they have the experience too. Um I think for Tennessee, uh, their first drive, they look good. And I, I know I texted you guys and said, that's a nice drive. And, And and it quieted the crowd real well. But it seemed like once Luan went down, the whole vibe of that team just kind of collapsed. They've lost two starters on the offensive line, which when when you're run heavy, that's huge. And uh, they ate uh, Hooper, Austin Hooper, or or the tight end. He's been, you know, nothing to to write home about. So when you're kind of left one-dimensional – with a, a beat-up offensive line, that that makes you vulnerable. And to a team like Buffalo, that's just going to make everybody look stupid and exposed, that's that's a bad bad recipe for disaster. But I like what I saw out of Jacksonville. I just think uh, Trevor Lawrence is starting to get it right. I know it's only two weeks in. But uh, not having uh, Urban Meyer, uh, the drill sergeant there, just kind of just decimated that whole team last year. Uh, I think you're starting to see these players really respond well and um, going and shutting out the Colts who have a uh, Jonathan Taylor, who has Matt Ryan with the experience. Um, that's, you know what, that's, that's something to hang your hat on, but with the Colts, they're losing, they're, they're missing Shaq Leonard. He's the heart and soul. And not only that defense, but he's the heart and soul of that team. And when, when he's not on the sidelines, that, that hurts. And, you know, from what I understand, he's supposed to be coming back soon, but it, I don't know if that's going to be enough. But if there's a team that can kind of rebound, and and it all comes down to coaching, and I think Vrabel's one of the top five in the NFL, even though he's a Buckeye, um, that matters. And and he just finds ways to get get everything he can out of his team, and it, I, I can see them
2: uh, fixing it here within the next week or so just just a quick little stat and just just to just lay it out here so to compare our teams points against this year the titans have given up 62 points the lions have given up 65 points the point differential titans minus 35 detroit plus six that's an offensive just huge gap of not being able to move the football. Robbie, uh, let
0: me ask you a question right there. We were here draft night uh, as a reckless speculation and live here. They trade AJ Brown. Uh, Two years ago, they lost their tight end. That was an athletic down the field tight end. They've lost several players on the offensive line that us as fans don't go. Oh, Well, Lamb left and went to Detroit. Well, was in Buffalo. This is a team that's maintained Derrick Henry, maintained quarterback, but around that it's been chaos the last three years.
2: Yeah. Like, do you want to know how stupid it is to lose a deep ball receiver when you want to run the ball? It's idiotic. Look at how different Miami looks now that Tyreek Hill can take the lid off of a defense. You cannot load the box when you have a dynamic wide receiver out there. That's what they're doing to the Titans now. They're loading the box. Henry, he may have 120 yards total this year. He had 25 on Monday night because there's no one to put pressure on the outside. And one can dimension. Only, he can only do so much if he can't mm-hmm. get – and uh, the announcers nailed it. Every time his feet went sideways, he was done. He's been mm-hmm. a straight – if his feet go forward and he busts a hole, he's gone. He's stronger, faster. But without someone take the take the lid off the defense, yeah, I mean, these players get paid to. These coaches get paid too. You yeah, know, the Titans front office. I don't care if he was unhappy or not. You've got a short window. They blew it and – this is the consequences and was under contract for this year. Yeah.
0: Did not have to pay him a penny. And could have, I mean, uh, and and also he has publicly said he would have signed for like a $3 million less to stay with the Titans. But let's talk about AJ Brown, Uh, Tom, AJ Brown right now. We're going to talk about Jalen hurts a little later in this program. 15 catches, 224 yards. Seven and a half catches, 112 yards a game, and Jalen Hurts looks remade now with maybe the first time in his career a big time down the field target. <laughs> well,
1: he showed his arm, his arm strength uh, in that second quarter. What a 55 yard touchdown yep. pass that wide open! Um, and who we're not talking about is Devonta Smith, who really he hasn't really come into play this season. hasn't had to. Um, but AJ Brown, uh, not only has he changed the, the, the landscape of that team, um, you look at the fact that who's his best friend, it's Jalen Hurts. So there's, that's, that's something that can't be undersold in a sense that there's, there's that, you know, comfort knowing that I'm going to put the ball up and my guy's going to go and get it. And I think them bringing AJ Brown showed Eagle's commitment to Jalen hurts and so I think the, the previous two years he's kind of had that well if I make a mistake are they gonna pull me that that's not the case anymore he's, he's the playing. guy and and he's right now he's playing I know it's week two but he's playing MVP style football because not only is he he killing you with his uh, uh, running ability his his escapability um he's making right decisions in the pocket. He's becoming the quarterback that I think Baltimore would like to see Lamar Jackson become because he's not he's not uh uh afraid to stay in the pocket, take the hit, but deliver the pass. So I, I think this NFC East is is the Eagles and everybody else because Jalen Hurts from year two to year three, it's incredible so far what we've been able to see. And and what they did to Minnesota, who I remember two weeks ago I was saying they could be a top two, top three defense. He made them look like uh, an, or a, a college football team. They were confused. They didn't know what to do. And, um, yeah, Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown,
0: watch out. Tom, before I go back to Robbie to talk about A.J. Brown, I, I want to wrap up the Titans subject with pick that division top to bottom after two weeks.
1: Well, I mean, like I said, I think Tennessee will get it right. It, it, as hard as it is to uh, to think at the moment, um, I'm going Tennessee. Jacksonville. I believe in this team. I really do. They've got a strong strong offense, uh, and they got P. Ryan back, uh, who was out all last year and running back. So, so I'll go Tennessee, Jacksonville, the Colts, and. Houston hasn't looked bad. They've got a really good defense, but yeah. I don't think Davis Mills is, is anything that that's going to be able to make a run. So I finished, I see them finished in
0: last. So Robbie, before we come to you and let, ask you the same question, I'm going to give you my predictions. Right. Mine are exactly the same as Tom's except flip one and two. I really think Jacksonville could win this division at like nine and eight and, uh, uh, it could be a real ugly division winner. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Robbie. Uh, uh, under five hundred, nine,
2: nine's a lot of wins to get. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's. I think Vrabel makes some changes. If uh, we got the Raiders this week, probably another loss. Zero and three. Um, I think we shuffle some stuff up. I still think this division's so bad that the Titans can climb. I you're all Titans, Jags. You're Colts, only one Texans.
1: One yeah. game out After yeah, two.
2: go ahead. Yeah, so, so yeah, Titans, Jags, Texans, Colts.
0: Robbie, last question about the Titans, and that it kind of it's going to lead into this talk a little farther about Jalen Hurts. Did we underappreciate how good AJ Brown is as a receiver because he did line up in the huddle with? Derrick Henry every week, and we assume that he's just getting single coverage
2: all over the field. No, I don't think we did at all. I mean, we were all shocked on draft night that he got traded. Like, that, they, they went to the AFC Championship game the year before, number one seed, and then, you know, a bad performance by Tannehill and some missed field goals. Loss at home to the eventual AFC championship team. And then you just trade your best receiver for a rookie. And um when there's no real salary cap issues, and really we got this year, maybe one, it's gonna be blown up anyways. No, this was this this was not us underappreciating. This was just a GM that tried to outsmart himself, mm-hmm. and it's blowing up in his face currently. Yep. Good point. All right, guys, let's move on to the Eagles a little bit. I've
0: got a test I want to give you both, and it's a little nice. we got a smaller crowd, so we can talk about it uh, a little more and get into depth. Let's, let's, let's rate Jalen Hurts real quick as a quarterback. Would we all agree that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady are better quarterbacks than Jalen Hurts?
2: Currently? Currently. I, I don't know about Brady right now. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'll give you Josh Allen and Mahomes, but yeah, let's, you know. let's 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 pump the brakes on Brady right now. Yeah. All right, let's. Uh, here, here's here, here's a name I I would
1: throw right now that's better than Brady. Tua
0: is okay. Leads to the next question: Who's the best post Alabama quarterback? Tua Jones. Or hurts.
1: Uh, it right now it's hurts. It, it's hurts because he's he's complete. He's he's brings the whole package. Um, I think I think two is on his way, and why he's on his way is one guy, and like you said a few minutes ago, it's Tyreek. Uh, yeah. got him on my fantasy team. Thank thank you. Thank you. Um that one player makes the difference and and look at the chiefs, you know, their, their offense has kind of slipped a little bit this year, but, um, but as far as the top post Alabama, it, it's gotta be Jalen hurts. Mac Jones is a system type quarterback in new England. I, he's uh, they're absolutely killing him. He's not going to make it a whole season. I seen a, a highlight of him walking off the field. He they were literally helping him walk. He couldn't even walk straight. He he's that beat up. Um, but as far as being a complete all-around quarterback, it's it's Jalen Hurts, and, and Tua's on his way. Um, I'd I'd like to see him do a little bit more running, uh, which I think is going to open up his his uh, downfield game. But yeah, it's he, he's coming. He's he's making a nice little impact.
0: Robbie, um, I'm going to ask the question a little different than you for you uh, after the separated the Bo Jackson injury to Tua. He's about two full seasons now off of that injury. Are we finally seeing the of that we should have got
2: post-NFL career? Yes. Yeah, so, look, he was the number one, if I if I recall correctly, the number one recruit out of high school. Yep. So, he was a stud then. Beat Jalen. He was presumptively the number one pick out of college till he got hurt. So, all the NFL scouts had number one. You add this. Look, Tyreek Hill, it, like – so y- y'all are you know similar in age to me is like look, I remember three freaks in the NFL that just dominated the wide receiver cornerback era. Like Dion was shut down an entire f- half of the field. Randy Moss, it didn't matter what you did to him. You if you threw it, he'd get there. Tyreek Hill is in that category. He just mm-hmm. he's just faster than everybody else. And he's just, he's a game changer. He's slimy and he just mm-hmm. can get past you and uh waddle's gonna benefit from this uh, he has. from this and that, that last that was the best game of the weekend last weekend that Dolphins Baltimore mm-hmm. game um, if now if two now I'm a little scared for him with Vaughn Miller coming to town this weekend because uh, you don't want to see him get hurt but no if Tua stays healthy I really like the way he's his trajectory is. But that was said, another takeaway from Hurts, Hurts is, as people were saying, "Hey, he should switch positions." No, they were dead wrong. He is got this mm-hmm. uh, Lamar Jackson, but with a better arm, better th- not a better arm, but a better better quarterback mindset to him. Right. So yeah. I, I think the Eagles are, and we'll get to this. They're a top three team in the NFC. Yeah, they are. Another
1: another reason why I think you're going to see Tua make that next step. Mike McDaniel. You yeah. know, he he is he is the type of coach that he's gonna design plays that fit his skill set. And and he hasn't had that uh since his college days. So um that coach, young guy, passionate, talks about how he you know, he goes days on end with no shower and, and he's just he's a realist. And I and I think yeah. that's exactly what what that team needs is somebody that's just gonna believe in his players and and you're seeing uh, the the effects of having the right fit at coach.
0: Let's get caught up on the the court chatter here, uh, Derek. With of course stick the fork in the Cowboys from that talk earlier. I think Rich's point here about Tua's weapons we've we've talked about it a little bit, but it's just not Tariq. No. Um, they they're they're a complete football team. Waddle, Waddle benefited in that fourth quarter well, yeah. specifically
1: because he caught two touchdowns and he was wide open because they they feared Tyreek so much over the middle, over the top that they left him one-on-one and and Waddle's just as fast as Hill. So.
0: And I think um, this is another good point from Derek. Jalen's a little bit more two-dimensional to a, and, again, he's 24 months off the Bo Jackson injury. I don't know any other way to call it. Yeah. Uh, he gets the nod for the best post to Alabama. After Jalen loses a step, Tudor takes that title, and, and he's got the better wide receiver core. I, oh, will, no I will agree with that. And, Rich, uh, Brendan –
2: not, not by a lot, A.J. and Devontae Smith, like, that. those two teams are loaded.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Zach Ertz, like, they're They're good. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and you know, Gasecki right now is averaging sixty yards, two touchdowns. He, he's played well too. Raheem Moster Moster coming from the dead of the heap to be a factor in Miami. Maybe he did that in he did that in San Francisco. Yeah, he was like a number four back,
1: and he and you give him the opportunity, and, and he took advantage of it. And now he's doing
0: it again. So guys, uh, just a little bit to bring everybody up to date. Chain had some family issues. Rob has some. Uh, Raj has a little family sickness he's dealing with. So we scaled it down tonight because I want the opportunity to talk to tonight. So I'm going to take Raj and Chain's minutes away from them. Let's move quickly to the NFL power ratings. Now, I took the uh, before we go there. Before we go there, I I jumped something I want to talk about real fast. Um, Trey Lance goes down, a very bad ankle injury, out for the season. Jimmy G comes in and plays well. Mm -hmm. If you're Shanahan now, what are you telling this team about your quarterback situation? You know know Jimmy Garoppolo is gone after this year. Uh,
2: Robbie, what do you start with? Uh, I'm well, one, I'm not so sure about that fact. Um, that he's gone. Uh, I, thought, I know they, I know they I, gave, him a bunch of, gave him a bunch of draft picks. This is Trey Lance's third year without playing football or out playing substantial football. I'm not sure Jimmy G's gone. Um, but if I'm him, I'm saying, look, this is why we brought. Jimmy G back is because we believe in him and we think uh, we can win a Super Bowl with him, um, whether that lands or not. I don't know if that's what I'm saying, um, but I think, uh, I mean, at least I've been on this bandwagon all along. You got to keep Jimmy G because Trey Lance has not proven anything. And I'm not happy he got hurt. I'm, I'm, I hope the young man recovers, obviously, but, um, but, yeah, I mean, if I'm San Francisco, if I'm the players, happy is not a right word because someone got hurt and their careers in jeopardy. But I think I'm more comfortable with Jimmy G moving forward.
0: Robbie, I think well, as I go to Tom, I, I, it's not that Jimmy G's not maybe a better quarterback than Trey Lance. I don't think financially with a salary cap, you can keep Trey Lance and Jimmy G on the same team next year. And if I'm Jimmy G, I'm going somewhere and getting me a three-year contract for $75 million. And well, to, you know. I
1: think, I think uh, this this past offseason, I, I don't think Jimmy G wanted to go. Um, that was the, the 49ers, I think, jumping the gun. I, I know I've said this before. I, I I don't think Trey Lance was ready to take the next step. Um, San Francisco goes to the NFC title game. Um, with Jimmy G and, and, and you're going to, you know, quit on him the next year. I, I didn't think that was right. So I think you're going to have a situation where now Jimmy G is playing now for his next contract. And, and, and if he succeeds, I mean, you got to like what he did coming in cold, although, albeit it was, you know, the first quarter, but he hasn't taken first team reps. He hasn't worked out with any of those guys. So he, he gets put right into the, uh, the game and he leads them to a, you know, a decisive win. Um, if he does that right now, I, I, you got to look at San Francisco as they could be the front runner because I'm not sold on what what I've seen from the Rams. But um, so now you have a situation where Jimmy G is going to become more wanted, so he's playing for his next contract, and I think there's going to be teams that maybe were thinking, eh that are going to be jumping for joy to get a chance at possibly signing him. Uh, so as far as uh, the coach goes, I, I think the coach just said status quo. He's gotten you here before. Uh, he's like, like Robbie said, they're everyone's comfortable with him. They know what they're going to get out of him. Um, and when Kittle comes back, hopefully this week, cause he's my tight end um, I think that's going to make that offense a little bit more or less stagnant what it was. The past couple of weeks, but I, I think this is this is Jimmy Garoppolo saying I'm going to use the 49ers now to get me another contract with a different team.
2: Well, and don't discount the Niners could still trade Trey Lance, also. Yeah, true, true. They will get back what they gave for him, but they can get something back.
0: How dumb do the Colts look? With passing on Jimmy G and taking Matt Ryan after two weeks. Robbie.
2: Idiotic. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, I hate to say it, and unless Matt Ryan gets gets I, I like this comment. Is Jimmy G gonna become the next hired gun Ryan Fitzpatrick? I doubt. It. He's got about 13 more teams to go on. I, I really think
1: the situation with Jimmy G is uh news came out uh during the whole. Offseason that once he signed his big contract, his five year deal with San Francisco, he went MIA. He went radio silent for weeks on end. They were trying to get a hold of him, they weren't able to. And um, so I think a lot of teams looked at that as uh, he's not really a team player, but things will be different come at the end of this season.
0: All right, Robbie, you want to wrap us up on Jimmy G? And of course, Rich is with you on it. If Jimmy G uh, comes, tears it up, Trey Lance could be moved.
2: Yeah, I mean, wh- look, one of the big things in this business is knowing when you make a mistake and admitting it and not dying on that same sword. So, if, they you, if you made the wrong pick, if you traded three number ones for this guy and he doesn't pan out, we'll try to get a number one back and then try to find another day. But there's one thing, there's one thing you can survive in the NFL with. And there's one thing you cannot, and it's a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have one, you will most certainly die in can, the NFL. Yeah. So I go back to the Jeff
0: George comparison. <laughs> uh, Jeff George was in Indianapolis and was tearing the league up and was a franchise quarterback who was so much a head case, they let him walk. He goes mm-hmm. to Atlanta, signs a big contract, Atlanta sends him packing after a couple of years. There is a level that it becomes anti-productive to your football team. And, Robbie, I think you made the point of the night. If you made a mistake and you continue to hold on to that mistake, you're just Mm going to dig it deeper. Mm -hmm. um, You fix it. And I go back to the Arizona Cardinals. Josh Rosen with the eighth pick. Yeah, get rid of him. Next year is gone, and Kyler Murray's in, and we're about to talk about the Cardinals and that AFC East. Guys, last subject on the NFL. I did a little bit of power, power ratings. Now, I didn't go too crazy. I actually stayed within the ESPN Top 10, and I separated them via conference. And, and what I'm saying in this is I think any this is not a, a an NCAA – rating system it's this is the better football team right now if these two teams played on a neutral field I'll take any team rated above any team over them and I want to start in the AFC ESPN's number one team and my number one team in the AFC is the Buffalo Bills is there anyone besides the Chiefs that are real contenders to the Buffalo Bills no, no exclamation
1: point. And it, 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 it's not even close. Not even close. No. You look at Buffalo; they're they're missing their their uh, heart and soul with Tre'Davion White. He he blew out his knee last year. He won't be back till I think after Week Four this year or later. Uh, all all facets of the, of the game. Offense, defense, special teams—they are a, as
2: complete of a team as I've seen in a long time. Von Miller shifting from the Rams to Buffalo just shifted that championship power. Lord of the that, that, That's, that's the, it, it was. It's like when Dion went from the Niners to the Cowboys and vice versa. Like mm-hmm. that's the cha- that's the that's the difference. Not the,
0: even close. The
2: the one that I thought
0: was close and I debated this one was three and four in the AFC. I have I put the Dolphins over the Chargers and I think most people would have the Chargers over the Dolphins. But what I've seen to this point in the season, I think the Dolphins may be that best team at the next level. Robbie.
2: I, I agree with that. I I the Dolphins are the third best team that I've seen um I mean, you, they beat the Ravens, they're 2-0, yes. they beat the Patriots and the Ravens. That's that's the, that's the best resume so far, I think. Maybe the Bills beating the Rams and Titans, but Titans look garbage, so.
0: Tom, I, what did you think, three and four? Would you have the Chargers or the Dolphins?
2: On paper,
1: you would say Chargers, but now with the injury we that uh, Herbert's got, that Uh, cartilage fracture. And it's, you know, it doesn't matter where at on your rib cage, it's going to affect him. Um, That changes things. So I think for the chargers to be number three, they need their full uh, allotment of, of uh, receivers. And and Allen was hurt last week and um, you know, who's going to step up at tight end. So they've kind of become predictable in a sense that, Mike Williams is going to do what he did last week have a fantastic first half kind of kind of lackluster second half I think the defense has made the adjustment that's where you would need Allen uh, on that other side to kind of break that up but um explosiveness it, it's it's Miami number th- number three because again Tyree hill he makes that big of a difference and and uh, you know what? You might give up 35, but if you score 38,
0: you know, 21 in the, in the fourth quarter, you're going to win every week. Robbie, we, we hear a name with the Chargers, and, and I think he's having a great second year as a pro, but his role truly is the slot receiver in that offense. Josh Palmer has played well, but he cannot replace what Keenan Allen is on the outside. And to me, that was my decision.
2: Yeah, I mean he's just not strong enough to play press coverage. Like he needs to be in the slot where he can get free, um, and make some moves. And yeah, I mean yeah, he's not. I mean he needs to be a slot receiver. You said nail on the head. I mean that's just, he needs to be there. And so if he's not there, that limits the offense. Tom Ravens
0: next best team up in my book. Um, it, it was hard for me to come up with a team better than than Baltimore. I mean, you, you, you got a quarterback in Lamar Jackson,
1: who's, who's, you know, he's, he's playing for his next contract. He's, he's doing it himself. He doesn't have an agent. So he's got a lot of motivation and, and up till probably the, you know, eight minute mark of the fourth quarter, he looked like he was worth every penny that, that he's probably going to get from them next, next week or next year. So, yeah, I mean, The defense kind of scares you, but then again, they're not going to go up against, you know, the speed that Miami brings. So, yeah, I I could see I could see the Ravens coming in right about where you have them. Um, The North, the NFC North, let's call it what it is. It's 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 terrible. Um, They're going to walk away with that division. So uh, interconference, I don't think I don't think they're going to have a hard time getting through it unless uh, the Bengals can miraculously uh, develop an offensive line, but I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah, the the Baltimore's probably a safe bet within
2: that top five.
0: Robbie, you got anyone else other than Baltimore?
2: No, I mean, that's the logical choice. The best quarterback left. I mean, the Bengals are going to get Joe Burrow killed. (laughs) Like, they can't keep doing what they're doing. Um, so yeah, as of right now, Baltimore's number five. If you wanted to get Q, you could switch Baltimore with, uh, LA, but I don't think so. I think I like Baltimore five.
0: I think so too. Welcome in Raj Mehta, just in time for the, disc- the AFC. You survived COVID.
3: It's my brain and liver that I'm worried about. Not COVID per se, but <laughs> what, uh. A- Oh, don't waste your time on me, but we just talked about Baltimore, but then you said let's move on to the AFC. So, we're, we're doing total <laughs>
0: power rankings or? No, we're, we're doing it by division, uh, AFC,
3: that, NFC. That would make sense. Those, those so, are
2: conferences, but yes. Baltimore
3: yeah. defense sucks. That's all I'm going to say. So, I'm still taking Cincinnati.
0: All right. Let's 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 move on to the NFC. Uh, in the, and truthfully, I had that debate whether it's Cincinnati and Baltimore. So in right. the NFC, I, I really, when I wrote down my rankings and I texted out to y'all, I really felt like you could have flipped them upside down and had an argument that they were correct too. Uh, I, I really feel like the NFC is that close this year that that there is some some wild card to it. My number five team, the team we've already talked about in the Niners, and, and rog, we'll we'll open up the Niners discussion with you, uh, I think the consensus is that the Niners got better as a football team, um, despite the injury to Trey Lance.
3: That's not my consensus per se, only because uh, I'm a firm believer in Elijah Mitchell. Uh, but, but yeah, they, they don't. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, they were going to have to necessarily take their lumps with Lance. Uh, I think this day and age especially with an accomplished team, we all think a guy can show up and just make the team better. No, I mean, uh, you know, Kaepernick was realistically speaking, that's not possible. Uh, Jimmy G. Yeah. To start out the season going to be much better, but he's got obvious limitations and that's why they drafted Lance. Uh, but no, I, I totally agree. This is a great team and I've said it before. I great excessive, but it's been like two weeks. So bear with me. Um, I love the defense. I love the skill positions, even with Jeff Wilson. Uh, So, yeah, they're going to be deadly. And and to me, it's clear the Rams have a hangover. And they got very fortunate last year. And it's not going to happen again. Now people may bring up the Bears game, but it's Chicago. They're pretty good on D. It was a monsoon in India, if not worse. And it was Trey Lance's first game in a very limited conceptual offense after they lost their bell cow.
1: Who's never played in conditions like that.
3: Never played in conditions. Yeah. Uh, dude was at North Dakota state. They have a, a dome, right? So yeah. I don't put too much faith in that. I know we all in pro and college, love to hit, but they lost to this, but they
0: lost it. It doesn't mean anything in the NFL.
3: Niners legit defense.
0: Awesome. All right, Tom, let's move on just a little bit. I'm going to give you the, team above them and we've already discussed it a little bit and and this was i think i have the eagles too low but i listed the eagles at number four uh right above the niners above the eagles is the packers at number three and i felt sick at my stomach putting that down am i completely wrong there so so the niners and the eagles being in front of the packers that's not a complete football tank uh
1: no uh, I think
0: right now in
1: the NFC it's the Eagles number one in in, in my estimation me too um Green Parker. Bay Green Bay got lucky that they were playing the Bears at home uh on uh Sunday night in front of their you know their home fans primetime game that's where Rodgers shines the brightest but make no mistake his receiving core is, is weak at best. Um, your number one receiver, Alan Lazard, who's coming off an ankle. Who's, who's still not a hundred percent 40 catches last year. And he's your number one um, Aaron Jones. Doesn't look like the Aaron Jones of old AJ Dillon, if, if he doesn't have a hole, he's not, he's not getting there. So it, this is going to be a year where it's going to fall more heavily on Aaron Rodgers, and, and he does not have his uh, security blanket in Devontae Adams, who he could literally just throw it up and go get it. The Eagles have that guy. His name's A.J. Brown. So I think the Packers at, at above above the Eagles is, is a stretch at best because I, I, I just don't see it. I, I really don't see it. Um,
0: so so let me throw this at you, too, while we're just making this. I moved them down two spots. ESPN had them as the fourth best football team in the NFL and, and, and I, I thought I'd missed something. That's ESPN's
1: popularity contest. Um everyone loves to talk about Aaron Rodgers and his in his uh uh hypnotic tea that he drinks. Um he's a different player this year. He looks different, his appearance is different. Um he I don't see that fire. I I albeit it's week two, but I just don't think he's having a good time in Green Bay with what he's got, um, and, and and I don't see it getting any better for him. They're going to have to rely on that defense even more so, and it's going to be a tough, tough season. Can they win the North? At this point, three of the four teams can win the North, so I think they'll be in that conversation, but right now to put them in the top five, probably, probably a little too high.
0: All right, Robbie, you get one and two, and I want—I intentionally put them one and two, even though ESPN had one of them down a little bit. I don't know how you—it's kind of like the old college football thing. I cannot take the Rams down from one yet, and I, it was harder for me to even move Brady below two. I can see the Eagles ahead of 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 the Bucks. I don't know if I can put the Eagles ahead of the Rams yet.
2: So, this is the trick about the NFL. Everyone says, this is what I assume to happen. This is what I assume to be good. This is what happened last year. And that's not what happens in the NFL. Every year is a new year new coaches. It's not college football. My rankings in the NFC, like by far the AFC, while not as good as we thought they were going to be, still far ahead of the NFC. But I've got Eagles, Niners, Bucks, Rams, and the Giants. I mean, that's just what have you done for me? I mean, they—they're two and zero, and told they—I mean, they're going to start losing, but they haven't yet. But no, the Rams—not yet, not right, not yet. And then Bucks have been okay. They haven't played anybody yet, though. Um, The Eagles, by far, to me, look like the most dangerous team in the NFC. Mm -hmm.
1: Something's
2: something's weird with Brady. Um, yeah, well one he his, looks his, like uh he's he like shrunken like a lot.
1: Yeah his face is completely like uh, sunken in. Uh, he doesn't look comfortable. He, he looked really bad for three quarters last week.
2: Two guys, two guys that I've just noticed don't look like they are absolutely wanting to play is Brady and Rogers. They've absolutely. got they've got different things going on. Yeah, Even I more so than that. normal, they've always had different things going on, but it seems to me like it's it's a, it's gotten accelerated this year.
3: I think the conspiracy machine's getting out of control. Brady's got a much different offensive line. If anybody, if we're going to question anyone, that's the guy you don't. Nor do we make uh, He's missing his
1: center. He's missing more. Jensen, which is huge, massive. You, don't, you, don't uh, you know,
3: until you do. Goodwin, I mean. I'll question him when he's throwing 12 picks, when he has 10 minutes of time and all his skill uh, guys are there. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm not going to say it's the NFL, man. Like, like we all know one in one, he goes out and beats a Dallas team that looks awesome last week with their backup quarterback and an amazing defense and they shut him down. And then he looks like crap. I and mean, that's the NFL, especially mm-hmm. in the, I mean, if Brady could show up in December, he would. He doesn't even need to be here right now. The um, same token with with Rodgers, yeah. I mean, my issue with Aaron Rodgers is I've never thought he was that great of a leader, and he's a great player. Don't get me he's wrong. A playoff
2: but, record, I, I,
3: you know. And w- we always tend to think. I feel like a fantasy owner when it comes to gr- like Green Bay's a bunch of fantasy owners. Like, oh, AJ Dillon has done this, and therefore he is ready to do this. No, he had a great offensive line. He had Devontae Adams on the other side are opening things up, you know, but back to Rogers, he's been like lecturing and yelling at his receivers publicly. And they're like 11. They weren't even born when he came out of Cal in 2004 or whatever it was. So that's
0: my issue with him with Brady. I don't worry. There's one thing I'll say about the Packers and, and, and I've been on record to say the lines are going to the playoffs and I'll go on some reckless speculation here. The Packers right now are a mid level team. I think week 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 down the road. If Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, if the receivers can play at a C plus level, Green Bay is still a force. I don't know. I don't think there's near enough to win a Super Bowl. But I still think if they can get to that last part.
2: When's the last time he's won a playoff game, much less a Super Bowl?
0: Don't care,
3: bro. They still have a decent offensive line, and and even with Tampa. You know, I guess Green Bay's weakest link would be Newman. Yeah,
2: next time (laughs) – just tell me Kirk Cousins is good on primetime.
0: He's won four MVPs. Have I said that? And Jesus, I him, my COVID still must be there.
2: I saw him be one
0: of the most dominating quarterbacks for one year that I've ever seen. So we'll see. I mean, he's I got get a, it,
2: but he he sucked in the postseason.
0: Numbers are numbers. They said the same thing about Peyton Manning for, for 10 years, 12 years. Those guys are idiots, but he's no, right. No,
2: that's no, and that's fair criticism of Peyton Manning. I mean, right. it it's fair. Like if you go 13 and 3 every single year in the in the regular season. And you don't perform in the postseason. That's fair. That's fair criticism. It's got you there, dude.
0: But if he throws hot, runs hot, if he's already won a super. See, this is the thing about Rodgers, and we'll go on the. Uh, we seem to forget he did win a Super Bowl on a very dominating team, that didn't even. So did Flacco.
2: Get- uh, but so that- did uh, what, what God. What? What's the Brad guy Johnson? That? What to run uh, that? One. Johnson, uh, yeah. they have all won one.
0: Harrison, and you it's, go back the but that Rodgers versus that Flacco, and how they run that offense. That offense was Aaron Rodgers. When Flacco won a Super Bowl, that offense was.
2: How Jamal. many years is how many years has Rodgers been the one seed? Don't know. He got his division, but all these see, guys we've mentioned is de- they have defenses.
3: Green Bay's defense is good. Tampa's good. Rams good. Niners good. Eagles good. Now Dallas good. We don't have to debate the merit of quarterbacks and who's supposed to do
2: what. And what but, we expect, it's all defense. But just don't tell me Rodgers is a god when he's got one. Well, Patrick, Patrick, kind Ron- of looks like a god right now with his
0: hairdo.
3: If you're into mythology,
0: I don't even think Super Bowls define a quarterback. So he's a god in his own eyes. Yeah. You, that's I, think, I agree.
2: With. Again, says, says from a true Peyton worshiper. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's fair too.
3: I worship him post career because he
0: is the funniest damn uh, TV how, personality how, I've ever seen. So, how many quarterbacks have been to four Super Bowls like Peyton? Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. He won. <laughs> End of discussion. Zero. <laughs> LA. Elway.
2: How many did Elway win? Two. 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 How many Peyton Manning wins? Uh, two. two. Did, uh, how many Roth- Roths would go to? Three? Four. We're, no, we're not four. speculating four. now. We're just arguing. So
0: I want to move on. Reckless so, arguing. Football world. and <laughs> That's why we're again, married. I'll mute everybody because I'm going to be a selfish for this this week. <laughs> I'm going to be so selfish for the next half hour. And we're going to talk about what I want to talk about and what i want to talk um, about is reckless speculation and what i'm going to talk about is a little bit of insanity the college football world is in knoxville this weekend for the first time since 2016 barstool game day everyone is there And she comes into the game as a 10-point favorite against florida not, no not This is the Tennessee team that always blows it. It's not. This is an opportunity for Josh Heupel to put his stamp on this program. So let's open up there. Is this weekend as important to the Tennessee program as any weekend in the last decade? Robbie, you're a Tennessee fan. What is this weekend in playing Florida, on national TV, game day, bar stool, the whole shoot match there. Are they there to
2: see Tennessee flop or are they
0: there to see Tennessee win?
2: Yeah. So this is going to be one. Well, one, this is the football Mecca of the weekend um, in a great traditional power, um, a great football atmosphere. Like you said, game day is going to be there. Boss is going to be there. Um, it, you're going to be there. My, I'm my, tenants, be my my tenants are charging $100 Not a spot ch- to park. I'm like, are y'all crazy? But, yeah, apparently that's the going rate. Um, they gotta so got to make up for 20
3: years spots. of empty spots, bro.
2: And then um, – That money should go to you. We are – it's going to be crazy. I'm going to Friday night. Um, it's They're having – so in the stadium, it seats 101,000 people and change. Um there's a whole viewing party in Volunteer Village. So, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be 200,000 people there this weekend uh, on top of the natural Knoxville population. So, the bars and the restaurants are going to get their money's worth for the year. Which is, and it's going to be exciting. I can't wait for it. I will be up at 7 a.m. starting to tailgate. So, if you want to do a little reckless speculation, check in on me throughout the course of the day um, i'll be there we'll see how that's going
3: i don't think that's a good idea
2: <laughs> we have a family
3: audience
0: let me give you an example uh robbie you said it well let me give you an example because i went on stuff up tom before we had our show here i have two seats in the lower level in the end zone
2: randall's seats are much better than mine by the way StubHub the, is dumb, but you can
3: get a grand each for those right now. I've been looking. Uh,
0: they were selling for uh, not quite a grand. It was two tickets in the end zone, lower level, next to the student section, a thousand dollars.
1: Cheap cheapest ticket
2: That's
1: on game time. Game time right now. Two hundred thirty-seven bucks.
3: Do you guys enjoy extortion? Because you don't want to go to either of those apps, but. The point is is i always look for a deal i consider myself a professional at doing so i used to hawk tickets this is a tough ticket i'm not sitting upper level i'm sitting i've asked everyone this is a very tough ticket but for once it's for good reason and i don't care about game day it's espn they used to go to the biggest game of the week now they go to novel locations however they should always have cameras at certain places and one of them is knoxville with 180,000 people in the ball maybe. And yeah, I think you guys are all a bunch of a-holes uh, just when it comes to reality. But it's, a, it's an amazing place where college football is best viewed there. And the rest of college football is best when they are good. And I think this will be a great game. Brings me to a quick question. Who is your biggest rival? Because Tennessee's kind of like USC and the Dodgers and the Yankees. Everyone who plays them considers them their biggest rival. And Florida I, hasn't been around too long, but I feel like you guys hate Florida the most. I, I
0: it, Robbie answered that in the first. Randall second. does. Oh my bad. It's it, it's I got arrested at Florida. If y'all want to hear the story, I'll share it later on. I hate them for a reason. I think it's age dependent, Raj. Uh, like me, when I went to school, the biggest rival was Alabama. You lived for Alabama week. Alabama week was everything. But I strangely respect Alabama. Uh, now, I, I, I've always it's a be- I lived in Tuscaloosa. It's a beautiful place. They're passionate about football. Every time I've ever been to the game, uh, Gainesville, in general, been bullied, spit on, smacked at, put in jail, arrested, fined for drinking beer in a long case. It is the most it's like your mom's front yard
2: don't stand like east lansing so so in short once it's worse than once that I've florida, florida once billy donovan got to florida in basketball that elevated florida over alabama for me because it's multi-sports now so that so i hate i hate florida in basketball and football where alabama while Tennessee, oddly enough, has not done well against Alabama, but Alabama doesn't care about basketball. So it's just that 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 kind of multi-sport thing that really gets Florida. It just irks me. And, and the
3: mark of a program that's significant like Tennessee and the SEC is living rent-free in heads. When Tennessee is good, everybody hates on them. They're their biggest rival, even when they're not good. Everybody like feels the need to talk trash about Tennessee in particular. I made There's a- no need to do that, but – that's the mark of a program that deserves relevance. And
0: I made a post on Bennett's college football this week uh, about the rivalry. And I, I, I clearly marked it that Florida had won 13 of the last 15 games. And I have had over 200 responses from Gator fans, just talking trash to me. Nothing positive. It's been all trash. Tom, I want to ask you, uh, Raj gets Gets a little, uh, he lives here, so he hears it year round. But you, as an outsider, you, as someone, you know, several miles, several hundred miles away, what is the relevancy to Tennessee, Florida this weekend for you in Michigan? You don't hear
1: anything talked about it. And and I think that comes from balloon. Like Raj is saying, the the relevancy hasn't been there. Um, It has. If I can, if I can rewind a little back ways back to um, the best year in my ch- uh, lifetime of college football, which was 1997, when uh, the University of Michigan, yes, they were the best team in college football. Not Nebraska. Uh, Michigan had, had the best secondary, best defensive player in the history of college football in Charles that's- Woodson. But anyways, that was a good time for Tennessee football because who did they have at the helm? Number one, six, Peyton Manning. Uh, I like to call him Pooh Pooh Peyton Manning because, you know, he thought he deserved the Heisman Trophy, but we all know who got it and who he deserved did it. He did wide a lot. But um, the relevancy hasn't been there. Uh, I think Michigan fans talk about Tennessee because uh, you have uh, uh, your backup quarterback, Um whose name escapes Milton. me at the moment, Milton Milton transferred from, from Michigan um, who was a complete bust here uh, to Tennessee. So I think, I think it's getting a little hotter though. And I think once uh, Friday night comes around and, and, and it starts to become closer to the weekend, I think people start to look at the schedule, like, okay, what's the game of the week. It's definitely going to be uh, Florida and, and t- Tennessee. Um, the speakeasy will be live uh, this Saturday, a big party going on, so that will be the the, the game on the big screen uh, to start it off. So, but it, it's tough because this is Big Ten country. Um, I think a lot of people, uh, I I don't want to say don't appreciate SEC football. I don't think they understand it fully. It's um, not passion. It's not a national
0: brand like it used to be. It's your your dose of
1: perspective is so
3: valued and deeply appreciated I can like well, put down the crazy bills for now on this
2: show so thank you well i will i will say this reality but, is tough but I, go ahead, yeah i will say this and and this is what I worry about with the division of networks and contracts it's gonna hurt college football if ESPN only talks about the SEC and Fox only talks about the big 10. And there's not this intertwined competition that what the NFL maintains as far as – like, there's CBS and Fox that are in contracts, but they all talk about each other. So, I don't want ESPN and, and or Fox to ignore the other the conference because that's going to suck as far as college football moving forward. So, uh, I I – I strangely agree with Tom's
0: point and your point, Robbie. Um, and I think there's more college football fans like me than we realize. I watch one Big Ten game a year. That's Michigan, Florida. I mean, Michigan, Ohio State. I watch maybe two Pac-10 games a year because I'm a huge UCLA fan. That's too, cousin, too many. Cousin play at UCLA. College football – by nature, is a little bit still divided throughout the country. Uh, I, I agree with your point, Robbie, but there are certain brands, there are certain games that could uh, transpose itself. I think Oklahoma and Nebraska did that for a period. I think Texas, Oklahoma still does it. I think USC, Notre Dame did it. I think Army, Navy, I think Alabama, Auburn does it. Tennessee, Florida, I don't mean to be this guy, but it doesn't.
3: To the rest of the country, it's just a, two teams that play each other in a lot. I know you guys are excited, but it's I, not I what it was. It, right now, the books say Tennessee is going to kill them. Uh, technically, Clemson at Wake Forest is as interesting, if not more, based upon rankings in the spread. Um, that's what I, I, I just, understand your
0: point. Raj, Wake Forest may made- do well to put 25,000 people in that stadium.
3: I mean, who cares? There's not a lot to do in Knoxville. No offense. Who cares if they put 100 there? It's about the We're talking about the interest of the program and this game having national... At least, I think nationally. I try to do
2: that. I, well, I think the You guys... Get, lot, and longer, you know you're smaller... You're doing Knoxville you guys get than a bet. Most SEC people don't share your enthusiasm,
3: which is more of a reflection.
0: But again in Knoxville, Tennessee, very few people care about USA or UCLA. I know, but that
3: yeah, doesn't a, that's reality. I don't care. And, and most people don't care about this game is my point. Game day goes to Pennsylvania for Army-Navy, great great thing. They go to Harvard-Yale. Last week they were in Boone, North Carolina for Troy-Appy State. Again, I they think to Troy, make not anything the epicenter of the
2: world is. They don't go to Harvard-Yale, but also um no think they, they're coming to knoxville because that is the biggest game on, on their network of the week i mean that's just what they do and so yeah i mean whether network. people in la care or not that doesn't really matter um though people t- tune in because they have espn on their their tv and it just continues on
3: game day was but, at harvard yale in 2014 yeah, that's, must, that's, that's a that's a fact.
2: Must have been an intriguing weekend. You yeah. said they've never been. I'm just telling you they have. Yeah, Mike <laughs>
0: Hector said that was a lie. <laughs> yeah the uh, the ratings for Tennessee, Florida will be out, and we'll see where it does. I expect it'll do very good numbers with but being if you
1: if if you look in a sense. I don't mean to cut you off, Randall. I kind of had this thought in my head. This is the biggest game in their program in the last probably five years, maybe longer. This is the national championship game for them because if they don't win this game, then October 15th, who I plan on being in Knoxville for, it's meaningless. The Alabama game. And then that becomes huge. That, That puts Tennessee back on the map. People are going to look f- forward to that type of game. So this is, this is the biggest game on their schedule in the last five years. This is their Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, I don't take issue with people being excited about the game. I, I kind of just take issue whenever, anything, where others are spoken for. It. Like, this is it. It's absolute. But I guess that's speculation. Because I only care because I think it's kind of what Tennessee, we Tennessee fans, in theory, Tennessee hey, fans right. deserve this. I think that's why I care. And I think they personally, I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to give Alabama a game. And that's the week where I'll be like, hell yeah, game day. Come here then, because that's going to be a game.
0: All right, guys. Uh, Tom, you're in trouble. I mean, Rich, you're in trouble with Tom. It's like, what, Tom is about to a game? I see. I see. You didn't share the news. All right. I don't want to go. That was reckless speculating
1: at at this point. That's the defense
0: on this subject, but I do want to talk about it before we go to the power ratings. I would like to get a prediction from each of you, Tennessee, Florida, because I'm going to take five minutes and I'm going to rant at the end of it about Josh Heupel and what I think of Josh Heupel. Let's start on the bottom row with Raj, Tennessee, Florida. Give us a prediction.
3: Well, quick side note, I showed my wife a picture of Josh Heupel when he played quarterback, and she accused me of lying and cheating on her – in terms of veracity, uh, he's a hell of a coach and I like him. Uh, do you, anybody else ever quickly feel that like if their coach looked better, that it would help with recruits and stuff, or does it just kind of go to like how great that guy can talk? I think Tennessee wins the game. I think it's going to be much closer than 10 and a half, 11, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, but I think Tennessee's just the better team and that's been rare in this series but i think they're definitely the better team and definitely i think a
0: better coach even though we all like napier tennessee by four napier chad nigga boy um tom uh
1: yeah i'm gonna kind of piggyback off what Raj said uh i like tennessee here i think this number is really ridiculous 10 and a half um Uh, the the over under is at 62. That seems a little inflated. This is a big game for both teams. I think Florida, is coming off a loss. They want to revenge, uh, you know, get this, their season back on track. So uh, I like, I like Tennessee. Uh, I think Florida covers here and I like the under uh, because I I think this is going to be more of a a defensive struggle than uh, what we've seen uh, in the, you know, the first two weeks with Tennessee, just airing it out. So um going to be a test for Hayden Hooker. This is his big this is his big moment uh, on on the big stage. So uh, how's he going to hold up? But um give me Florida cover, Tennessee to
0: win. Robbie Davis. We got the Jasper boys Tom uh Rich with uh, the Gators and Derek with the Vols.
2: I like the under also. Um but I like Tennessee with the points. Um with that being said, either Tennessee covers or bet Florida money line. Um, I don't think it's gonna be close. What sage advice? Tennessee's going close. That, they're gonna blow them out. Gambler um, in right there. Because uh, man, it's gonna and it's gonna be electric. It's gonna be nuts. Uh, probably the biggest. Game in Knoxville, hype wise, even bigger than Oklahoma back whenever they played. That was probably Um,
0: the biggest game in Knoxville.
2: It's going to be nuts. They Uh, haven't been
3: this good in a long time.
2: And I think the world knows they're good. Yeah. And that adds to hype. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, give me the points and the under. I want to take just a second. And everybody knows I attended the University
0: of Tennessee. So I'm going to take a second. This is the reason I started this network is so I could have a second to rant. I'm gonna take it here. I'm gonna pick Tennessee at the end of this, but what I'm gonna do in between is talk about the respect that I've grown to have for Josh Hopple. And I've been in a room with him twice, uh, once at an alumni event, one at at a smaller ticket holder event. And, And Rod, you're absolutely right that he looks like every man standing on the street corner. He looks like your Uncle Tommy that fixes cars in the backyard on the weekend.
3: I love my uncle.
0: Uh, He looked, yeah, Uncle Tommy. (laughs) I don't fix (laughs) good. singularly well-spoken. He speaks well about the football team, and everything he talks about is football-related. When you saw Phil Former, you saw someone that was caring about the media, and it it was all over the place. Derek Dooley tried to be a stand-up comedian. Lane Kiffin was – Lane Kiffin. So we've been through this group of coaches. Everyone's got
2: to get laid occasionally.
3: Yes, yes, he's a leader. He is um, definitely a
0: leader. Butch Jones was absolutely a psycho that could get red faced trying to order a hamburger at a buffet. So for Tennessee, it's been an, it's been embarrassing to be a Tennessee graduate at times over the last fifteen years. Um, we haven't been to Atlanta since two thousand and seven. We haven't played for an SEC title in the longest period of my lifetime. So, I want Tennessee to win so bad this weekend. I want Tennessee to be relevant. I want Tennessee to be someone that brings attention to eyes. But I don't want to lose the fact that last year, this program had 60 people on scholarships. 60 people, 60 players. We were dressing out less people than an FCA team, FCS team. The portal is the reason this program rebuilt in two years and not in 10 years. So for everything I've killed about the portal, you see a program can rebuild, can structure. We still only have 78 kids on scholarships. Uh, and that it does hurt you in special teams. Our, our kicker is not on scholarship. Our, or long snapper guy scholarship this year. You've got to steal those scholarships. I'm with Robbie, though. I, I don't think Josh Heupel is Mel Tucker. I don't think he's a, he's, he's a con guy. I don't think he's doing it sideways. And I think the band will play early and often one way or the other one. So it's going to be Tennessee with this huge blowout win or go ahead and get Florida on the money line because I don't see any other – outcomes um i think neyland stadium is the difference in the game and i think it can make a difference in this game so appreciate y'all letting me rant but if hypo walks out of knoxville with a w this weekend people's going to be naming their kids josh on monday and that will how- will he leave
3: though like if, no. if venables doesn't work out don't is there in L- ellen nope. look that's well,
2: way I'm down the line, line after him no he you know. yeah
0: but he, he wasn't like that good yet that that program is in better shape today because of the 18 months he's already spent there oh yeah well, much better if Venables fails 4 years from now and josh hoppel leaves 5 years from now that roster will be in better shape than it ever was under no Butch don't but. forget oh, oklahoma fired point.
2: him he's not going back to oklahoma there were some politics there I worry
0: more about someone if he has a lot of success. I wouldn't worry more someone like Texas, or or somebody that that kind of money could come after and Not as much about Oklahoma. For your guys' sake, let's just hope that this is a problem down the line, because that means he
3: would have won a ton of ball games in Knoxville.
0: Yes, it would. Yes, it would. So thank y'all for letting me rant. Come next week, I will be coming in, and I like it. Tom, Tom, this guy named Tom said Michigan fake. I mean, State benefited from the transfer portal last year. You are right. One thing I give hypo credit for over Mel Tucker, most of the kids Hypo has brought in has had multiple years of eligibility. He's had people try to transfer that was kind of the one and done. If you weren't elite, you didn't get that spot. Mel Tucker
2: stole $95 million. from USC wouldn't
3: have a team if not for the transfer portal. I love it. Have you oh, looked
1: have you looked at that game? Hey, there's, there's
3: nobody happier in America than
1: Mel Tucker.
3: He's that done. was easy money, dude. Washington. Oh my god. The people are like, ah, oh,
1: three and a half.
3: They were so bad.
1: Do you see that they're they got the uh uh row the boat gophers coming in the East Lansing, and they're favored by three. Roll the oh, boat god. favored by three. That's how much uh Mel uh Tucker stole money from uh, the University of Michigan State, whatever.
2: All hey, right. that's taxpayer money, is it? That's a public university, right? Roll the ball. Let's All get right. through the last subject we're going to cover tonight.
0: I want to cover the, our top ten, the River City Media top ten rankings in college football. And I'm going to start at the bottom and go around and let each one of y'all mention, is this team too high or too low? And, uh, Rod, since you're uh, – let me see if I had number 10 before, so we can – Okay, this-
3: quick disclaimer.
0: I don't care. It's week two. Until
3: each team plays each other, I don't get upset if somebody says – Your opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care if you guys – oh, I'm not going to argue over it. Whatever people think, they think. I hope for objectivity, but don't, don't think I care. I'm going to fight over something for once.
0: Well <laughs> – I just let you. Know. Who knows? I've got, That's I've, yet got, to be seen. I've got USC hiring anybody in the country, so we'll go there and stop there. Uh, talk, you're
3: you're drunk on power.
0: Let's talk about the Big 12 in general, though, and let's start with the Big 12 are represented by two teams on this list: Oklahoma, which your coach left, and Oklahoma State, which is traditionally kind of a lower pack, uh, lower top 10 team is Oklahoma and Oklahoma state are in the big 12 this year and they are at 10 and Oklahoma is at six. Are you asking me? Oh shit. Sorry. Um,
3: You know, it's, it's so early that I I just had this issue with ever throwing anything out there, which is, I guess why I'm still married, but, and why I'm not an attorney. Uh, you know, I think defense matters a lot, and I don't think USC has the defense, and I definitely don't think Oklahoma State has the defense. When it comes to OU, they lost so much. I like mm-hmm. Dylan Gabriel, I I really do. Uh, I like Hawaiian quarterbacks, but UCF. I, I, yeah, exactly. UCF guy. Um, the ball football. UCF. I don't. I don't see it with either. And, and the reason why I'm so wishy-washy is I always believe that in college football, there's three or four teams. This year, probably only three, maybe four. Sorry, Tom. Maybe Michigan, maybe OU, maybe USC. But that matter, and the rest are just like putting lipstick on a peg, as we say. So, for the sake of argument, I would put OU somewhere up there, Oklahoma State. I just. They lost a lot, especially on defense, and I don't see it. I really don't. I don't know who I'd put – I I think
0: Tennessee's a better team than Oklahoma State. Fair enough. Robbie, I want to ask you about two SEC teams that's on the backside of the top ten. Kentucky and Arkansas currently at nine and seven.
2: I thought you had OSU at nine. Do what? Did
0: you not have OSU at nine?
3: Or Oklahoma State?
0: No, Arkansas is nine, Oklahoma State's ten.
2: Okay. All right. Just updating my rankings. And then Kentucky's at seven. Yes. Um. Yeah, I mean, that seems about right. I mean, I think Kentucky would go. Granted, I've not seen Oklahoma or Oklahoma State play. Um, Kentucky's got a better win, I think, than both of those. So I'd put Oklahoma above or, Kentucky above Oklahoma, and maybe in Arkansas as well. But um, I'm kind of with Raj on this. Like, it's it's fodder. It's fun. And we'll do it. But it's early. And, like, yeah, I mean, it's hard to even see all these teams play yet.
0: Yes, it's fodder. That's what we do.
3: It's the reason it's called reckless spectrum. I mean, question for you guys quickly. Like, uh, Arkansas. Why do we think, aside from them just being kids, that, I mean, they're a good team. We all know that. Well, they beat a very good team in Cincinnati, and then they barely beat what looks like a crappy team in South Carolina, and they struggle with Missouri State, who's actually better than the name, but it's a week-to-week thing, and these are 18-year-olds, right? And and I get it. That's why we're reckless speculation. It's okay to be wrong, but how good is a team like Arkansas when that's their resume thus far. You know why do they struggle with Missouri State?
0: Bobby Petrino.
3: Yeah, that's fair. What about South Carolina though? Don't say Beamer because that guy's an idiot.
2: Oh, don't quarterback is. sucks. Yeah, yeah, that's fun to talk about. That guy's losing his marbles quickly. He, mm-hmm. He's a dumbass. But yeah, th-
1: their quarterback
0: is garbage.
2: Oh, Spencer, Rattler's
0: Rattler. terrible. Yeah, terrible. But let's out in South Carolina that I think have struggled and they still continue to be in the top. Saw them as high as five in one of the coaches' polls. But it is a – you want to talk about a team with a resume that's mixed. Uh, let's talk about Clemson. All the talent in the world, but no quarterback play, Tom.
1: Yeah,
3: I dropped that big time.
1: I mean, you, you look at uh, – I'm not even going to begin to uh, pronounce his, his name, DJ. I will just We'll just leave it at that apparently I, like, <laughs> uh, I i botched it 2 weeks ago and i won't try
2: it again we all uh, botched it he's hey, been one time been Brandon a, called uh the Clemson's coordinator Brett Vegetables so vegetable,
1: Brett Vegetables yeah uh he's been he's been a complete disappointment talk about somebody that came in with high praise uh it was you know DJ uh uh, whatever his last name is. Five-star uh, highest quarterback in the class. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and following up
0: uh, Trevor Boston. Lawrence, who, who
1: who you know, let's face it, he, he could have been the best quarterback in college since, you know, well, we got Joe, Joe Burrow mixed in there. But it just goes to show you that if you put all your eggs in the quarterback basket, you know what? It's not going to work well. And, and, yeah, Clemson, I think this is a situation where their name has – has kept them their relevancy, you know, a lot like Notre Dame prior to two weeks ago. So it, it'll be tough. The ACC's, you know, eh, not nothing to write home about. I can see um, them winning this this conference, you know, convincingly. I don't, I don't. Looking at the the overall division, really, I. There's nobody in there that really scares me. Pitt doesn't do it because they had their hands full against the, the fighting Broncos of Western Michigan last week. And so I, I this is a name recognition. Um, you know, Justin Pollington, our good buddy there, says he's going to lose his job, which very well could be the case, especially if you're number five and you're not producing. So it, it, they're they're a victim of, of their name, really, in, in, in a bad conference.
0: All right, guys, Uh, I wish we'd sent Justin a a link to tonight. We'll get him on. Justin is on next week. We'll talk college football, Justin, for a little bit. All right, Uh, that was kind of wind of fodder. I want to get to what matters. Two weeks in, first poll coming out, I think, in three weeks for the uh, BCS. I personally think that there is a huge debate on who is number four. I think the two best teams in the country that we haven't talked about Outside of those top three that we've continuously talked about since week one, I think we would could throw USC and Michigan both in that conversation. Rod, you're a USC guy. You said you didn't think they had enough defense. But it's hard to argue with the offensive explosion that has occurred at times when Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison and that group is hitting on all functions. Yeah, I mean, it's just – I think Alabama spoiled it for a lot of us
3: that – and Georgia, of course, that there are three deep of five-star players, and SC doesn't have it. Now, their front – their starting 22 is very talented, and I don't believe in this whole bend-but-don't-break thing because, of course, their defense is going to be on the field a lot uh, because the offense scores. And to your point, yeah, the offense is loaded. Those guys – and thank you, Transfer Portal – uh, the line is actually good, which helps gives guys like, I mean, they have the best receiving core in the country, and I'm not just saying that. Uh, to minus, most. I I really believe that.
0: Um, minus, minus a guy that's probably going to be an All SEC receiver. Yeah, Brew McCoy was there, and, and you know, you add and Tennessee
3: is right there, by the way, with me. We and, won't go there again. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> I was right
0: though. Um, there but, was no. Investigation though, I know that. Yeah, yeah, sure.
3: but let's blame somebody. Else. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I mean, it's just Caleb Williams is really good, and I didn't realize how good he was until I saw him. Um, and, and Addison and Mario Williams are easily the two most dynamic receivers I've seen in a long time. Um, you know, tight ends a spot, but your point being is, yeah, they're gonna score a lot of points. Are they? I think they're very, very good. I just don't know. You don't put them on a field against Tennessee. Do I think they're better? Sure, but then I watch Tennessee play, and you know you've you've got just a lot of dudes built differently from different parts of the country. So who knows? I think right now Georgia is here, and mm-hmm. I I don't even think it's fair to put Alabama here, but kind of right there. Georgia looks like a more complete team right now. But then after that, I I think we're all like I said insert horrible analogy or metaphor here. Like, I, I think they're very good, and I think their offense is probably the most dynamic in the country. But how dynamic are you against the Georgia defense, you know? Yep,
0: yep, I follow you. Tom, um, the next conversation is going to be a uh, Ohio State in Michigan at, at four and three in and most, most of the ESPN re- – Power ratings—it's different than a poll. Uh, obviously, there's going to be somebody win that game down the road much farther. But I, to me, it seems like right now Ohio State's the more complete team. But I'm—and I, I, that may be because we've played two quarterbacks at Michigan. We've played six running backs. Um, there is Put the some, wrong
3: quarterback, in Michigan.
0: Yeah, there is some. There is some powering down of this roster that will happen now. Well, or am I wrong? Well, first off, I I think
1: you might give the slight edge to Ohio State because they played somebody. Uh, I don't know who this team really is. Starting the season was planned. Cade was going to start game one. JJ was going to start game two. And from that point, they were going to decide who's going to win it. And the right guy won the job. You know, unfortunately, Cade did great things for this program. Got them to their first college football uh, playoff berth, won their first Big Ten title since the the uh, evolution of the Big Ten championship game. But with that being said, who's going to give you the better opportunity to win a football game? And, and it's <laughs> clearly JJ McCarthy. He's got a better arm accuracy, he's, he's got a stronger arm, and he can take off and run. So
3: it's not even close.
1: So is, is it fair say,
0: Tom um, McCarthy's a potential Heisman guy? Down the well, line, it's a different look to it. It's a different feel. It's a different sound compared to Kate.
1: I, well, there's no doubt about it, and, and and I think the team reacts differently around him. But as far as the the running backs go, let's face it, eight quarterbacks took snaps last week against uh, against uh, UConn, but they're loaded at running back position. And and I think, yeah, they played three of the probably worst teams in college football. But it gave them an opportunity to really see who who they got, and and obviously Blake oh, yeah. is your number one running back, clearly going in, and then it's a battle between Edwards and uh, C.J. Stroud, and they now have. Whoa, that whoa,
3: experience. whoa! You're going to get shot in Michigan if you call uh, him C.J. Stroud.
1: I, I I said his name wrong. C.J. Stokes. Stokes. Yep. I apologize. J.P. I'll hear it from him. I know. Uh, it. But anyway, J.P. should kick your ass.
0: JP, but, go ahead and up your comment. I'm
1: like, no, there it there it goes. But we really don't Man. know. I, I think I think as far as a complete team, it's kind of hard to gauge. Michigan's playing a little bit better competition, not really much in Maryland this week. Uh, but the, the bright <laughs> spot, the bright spot I will say with Michigan is the, the, the one side that I didn't think they would do well is off uh, defensively. Their front defense has been uh, lights out, albeit they haven't played anybody's. But I, I'm looking forward to seeing what what their potential could be. Losing Ajabo, losing Hutchison was huge. Um, it looks at the moment, maybe they've reloaded and maybe not as good, but they have more of a a, a, a balanced defensive line. So we'll see. Um, right now, yeah, Ohio State. Yeah, because they played Notre Dame, but they also gave up a lot of points too. So, Michigan's, Marshall played Notre Dame. Yeah, true, Tell, true. I mean, Michigan's outscoring one sixty six to seventeen
3: against the worst non conference slate I think I've ever I, seen, I, but. and
1: I've I've griped about that
3: for weeks. I have a quick question for you, Tom, and, and that's that defensively. I don't think anybody worries about Harbaugh, but what's it like being a Michigan fan with that guy as your coach? Because when I look at Cade McNamara, I feel like he should be wearing khakis and not the Mays, like, uniform. Like, um, I think J.J. McCarthy makes Harbaugh nervous in what he's used to coaching and what he's comfortable doing.
1: Well, he shouldn't be nervous because he coached uh, Colin Kaepernick. and And J.J. McCarthy is that type of a quarterback that has the ability to beat you with your legs – and he has the the, the arm talent uh, to boot. So uh, if anyone knows me, I know I've mentioned it on this show many a times, I am not a big fan of Jim Harbaugh. He annoys me to high heavens. Um, and I think up until last year, his arrogance got in the way of, of a lot of uh, potential winning seasons with Michigan in a sense that he wanted to be the guy. Uh, it's, it's my show. Last year, that changed. He brought in the right coaches. He brought in the, the right people to lead those kids. And, yeah, they lost. They're, they're uh, both coordinators in, in the offseason. But they brought guys in that are just as good, maybe even better. Uh, so he's kind of t- given the reins to the other guys. And I think that's why the success has come. So a- as a non-Jim Harbaugh fan, I'm okay with that. He he doesn't he doesn't stand there on the sidelines and look like he just shit his pants. I'm sorry, this is the PG thirteen show, but he doesn't look like that anymore because he's he's not shouldering hundred uh, percent of the,
0: of the uh, you know coaching duties anymore.
3: Just just win, baby. We don't
0: we don't care what you do. Yeah. All right, Robbie. That leaves you the obvious question. I think a whole nation has already decided that Georgia was better than Alabama, but this is two weeks to get into the season, three weeks into the season, uh, they avoided each other all the way to Atlanta. Could we see 12-0 versus
2: 12-0 in Atlanta? This is setting up for Armageddon for college football. Look, you've got Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Michigan, one through four right now. Let's just take the SEC. Whoever loses – Number one, let's just say they run the table. Whoever loses number one is not falling past four, probably not falling past two or three for the matchup. You got Ohio State, Michigan. One of them is going to lose before the Big Ten championship. But depending on what happens behind them, like, look, this is as high as these four teams and these two conferences have been this early in the season. This is this is this could be bad for college football. This feels like as, every year. No, not every year. No, no. Never has you usually have Alabama, you never have those four teams of those two conferences that packed in together where behind them can keep losing and they can keep winning. And then wait till the end of the season. Oh, and it can be, be in just there, four yeah. of them left at the end of the table again. This is this is not good for college football, um, but it, it very well could happen.
0: Who do you have,
2: Alabama or Georgia,
0: three weeks into the season as your number one team?
2: Oh God, Georgia looks amazing. Spencer, uh, 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 he's
0: got he's got
3: so much more confidence now. if That's even possible mm-hmm. that he makes them a, such a better a better
1: team. Is here is here. Uh, uh, preseason early uh, Heisman, a candidate.
3: i put him, Caleb Williams, and of course, CJ Stroud as the three right now. But how can you limit it to three? You know, there's going to be a lot more voices later. Yeah. But yes, he looks amazing. And he looks like he's been going to the tanning bed. Like every part
1: of him just does not look like uh, the guy he was when he first started. He He did. he, he, He upgraded from the flip. So I think he's probably watching more game film on the go. Okay, then the success is getting to his head. I don't know. <laughs> but
0: in that conversation, we left out the defending Heisman winner.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: He's a given. You know, I, I guess I shouldn't have said three. And I, and I knew limiting to that, B. John Robinson, et cetera, et cetera. Cedric no, this- Tillman, if he stays healthy.
0: It's been a great show. Um, let's go into the closing segments because we're an hour and a half in. We're going to wrap it up at 90 minutes tonight. Uh, I'll go first uh, with your bets or nuts. Go ahead, Robbie.
2: Well, just I'll bet my nuts that we did not wrap it up in 90 minutes. <laughs> it's a, it's been, a safe bet. We have been 95 minutes, but um, – you know, yeah. let me
0: produce the show. I got it. I I can see the clock that says 94 minutes. Well, <laughs>
2: I, It's I'm only not-
3: been 60 minutes since we've all been here in Randall's uh, offense. So, so we're I ahead guess, of time.
2: So against my better judgment. Bobby, wait.
0: Rich, it'll take these egomaniacs a beer to just wrap up their final thoughts. So you're in good shape. Okay, go yeah. ahead, Rob. <laughs> definitely.
3: Definitely accurate.
2: What what was the question? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Even your dog's uh,
3: getting pissed at you.
2: So against my better judgment, I don't want to do it. I don't want to, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take the balls minus ten and a half and parlay it with the under. I think Florida struggles the noise. Richardson does not play well. It's gonna be they're not going to get to 17 points. Um, it's going to be a Vols beat down. Yep. That's a little parlay for you kids. How's their
3: tight end? Because every year a Florida tight end seems to murder Tennessee, but I don't know who their tight end is.
0: I don't know who their tight end is. All right, Mr. Tom, you got something for us tonight? Well, I'm going to go down to uh... – a
1: really uh, God forsaken division in the NFL and pick a team that has a coach that I don't even think he's able to sit because it's so hot. It's probably already singed uh, his taint hairs. Uh, Carolina Panthers play in the new Orleans saints uh, playing a quarterback that has not one, not two, possibly four fractures in his back. Don't know how he's playing football, to be honest with you. And and Jameis, don't steal the crab legs, uh, Winston. Um, the Saints are giving two and a half points on the road. Uh, I like Carolina here to break through, get their first win. The Saints are very underwhelming. Um, so I'm going to go Carolina, and the over-under is 40 and a half. That seems about right. So I'll take Carolina uh, with the money line and the under. To beat the Saints.
0: Awesome. I, I like that. Raj, go ahead. i <sighs> bet against the
3: Raiders in any circumstance, and I see they're actually favored this weekend at Nashville, which I too, which I have to go to out of obligation and uh, a sense of masochism. But I'm going with Wake plus seven at home against Clemson. Thanks. I really like that game. Uh, Tom, unfortunately, I probably would have gone with Maryland if the game were at Maryland. But yeah. uh, 17 seems about right. But I think Wake with a healthy Sam Hartman wins this game outright. Flip side is on these stages, sometimes the better team, the better defense, which Clemson's defense is maniacal, shows out. But I, I got faith in a superhuman quarterback. So I'm going Wake Forest plus plus
1: seven. That, that was my other bet you're nuts before I saw that one, actually. I, I thought that that was a really safe one. Hey,
3: another one I like is Washington State at home against Oregon. Uh, depending on where you've seen it, it's around a touchdown. Washington State is an underdog. Hmm. Uh, I guess the world forgot Bo Nix existed.
0: <laughs> I am going to go to the world of baseball since my football pick got stoled, And I'm going to go into Saturday. And it's just because I, I've loved this guy all year. He's picked well. He's pitched well. I'm going to run line the Atlanta Braves on Saturday. Kyle Wright versus Falter for the Phillies. I'm going running a half for 110 and take the Braves. And I'm doing that just so I can say Kyle Wright gets his 20th victory of the real year Saturday the break,
2: wake me play. up when they
0: play. The uh, you can the say no when is that, series?
2: that to prove you wrong? Uh, the second from last series of season? No, the season, sports matter. No, no second, no. I thought it was You're, the
0: last series. It was the second. I'm going to give you a Tennessee Florida pick also because that's where I'm going to be. Oh. I'm going to give you a different pick than Rob. I'm going to go halftime, halftime, the Vols to cover. Last I saw it was six and a half. So you add that to Rob's parlay, halftime balls, game balls, over balls. That's You're right, my- rog,
2: It is the last. Tom, did you watch the Bristol night race?
0: I
1: sure did.
2: It was a good race.
1: Yeah, that was exciting. Yeah, All I'm, right, I'm ready for that one. I'm ready I, for that I, one. can talk week. about
3: after work, our show
0: is done or not. <laughs> 99 minutes into final words. We'll start with Tom and let him have the Bristol race now. Not much Well, I, Well, I'll talk about uh,
1: definitely this weekend's gonna be fun. Like I said, we're having a big party, at the speakeasy. Uh, so we're gonna have a bunch of people over uh, you know singing, dancing, doing the whole bit. Can't wait to get Rich Jasper on, on camera doing a little DJing. It should be fun. Um, but I'm looking forward to Michigan playing a team uh, and won't be favored by, you know, a half a century. Um, this, albeit is Maryland, uh, normally you wouldn't be too excited about it. But it, it's a it's a team that that, you know, has a legitimate quarterback uh, and uh, two was a little brother. And it'll be nice to see the, the Michigan Wolverines play somebody with somewhat significance to kind of test the seat where they're at. So I look forward to the Big Ten season getting underway. The the BS non-conference that they've played, which ultimately could come down and bite them in the butt. Uh but we won't go there yet. But yeah, I'm just the Big Ten season getting underway. I'm looking forward to that and, and and another uh unpredictable uh I got my butt kicked in DraftKings again this weekend but uh another unpredictable weekend of football and boy we love it and we just keep coming back for more.
0: Yeah, I got my butt kicked in DraftKings too. Uh Raj, what's what what you got? Uh three quick things. One, I missed
3: the NFL. So just let me talk about the Raiders and how awful they are. Uh they were up twenty to nothing. They had four chances to eliminate eliminate uh, Arizona When Arizona was do or die, two fourth downs and two fourth down conversions and the Raider defense was pathetic. Back to the Raiders of old uh, penalties, et cetera, especially anytime there's a good play. This is why I like going to games in person, because when you watch on TV, you just wait for that little flag to show up in the bottom right when you know your team sucks. Uh, Unfortunately, I've already bought tickets for them in Vegas coming up, and I'm supposed to go this weekend. So the Raiders suck. Don't ever believe in them. Uh, Their offensive line's the worst. Second, I don't like the disrespect we inadvertently showed to uh, DJU, or Ui Ungulele, who is an amazing quarterback at St. John Bosco in Orange County. A uh, Easily was a five-star. My point here is, and the great Polynesian, or Samoan, Samoa, one of the Polynesian islands, if you will, community in Southern California and in football, and no one meant any disrespect. but. Sometimes a quarterback just doesn't fit with a program and with a coach, and this this is one of them. Uh, Finally, I want to say rest in uh, peace. God damn it, COVID. Uh, Rest in peace, and that's a terrible start to this, but to the great Maury Wills. Uh, uh, Los Angeles Dodger, as somebody I've met, and this was given to me, uh, that's 104 bases behind him back when. That was really tough to do. Uh, a guy who averaged 73 stolen bases over four seasons in the early 60s. Seven-time All-Star, three rings, two gold gloves, et cetera, et cetera. But just the nicest guy ever. I was fortunate enough to meet him a few times at Dodger Stadium. He, he was such a great guy and a great dude. And, and how we talked about – I'm trying to make this kind of a parallel for the SEC folk, but like Hypel. He was just a leader, and he was made a manager in baseball – Seattle Mariners back in the day, just a guy that people followed, but didn't have to make people follow. Uh, I'm going to miss the guy, uh, just, everyone knows when you meet somebody who's done something, a famous or a celebrity, and they're not an asshole, they're like, wow. Uh, Then you kind of look up the guy and you're like, wow, this guy probably should be an asshole, but just nice to everyone, and I always respect that, but overarching point, respect and rest in peace to Maury Wills, who Randall probably remembers because he was like 30 when Wills was playing.
0: We, we were in minor leagues together. We are in the minors league. Robbie, I'm going to let and, you hit no, you tonight. better than I thought. Because I am uh, – I'm going to talk a little bit about what I'm doing Friday night, and it's special. We are approaching 100 times that Bledsoe County High School and Sequoia County High School have played football. We're into the high 80s. I think we may be breaking 90. These kids, high school students from these two high schools have been playing each other since the 20s in football. Last year, the game goes down to a last-second kick. If you want to hear it, go to River City Media's TikTok. You can hear my call of the last second when an All-State kicker misses a 44-yard field goal for Sequatchie County to win the football game. This rivalry has been the last six out of seven years. Sequatchie County, which I call their game, have won the game. It is school that has 600 and something people in high school at Sequatchie and 512 at Bledsoe. Whoa. So that's 1,100 kids in these schools. And we'll have 3,000 people surrounding the fence and in the stadium. Um couple years ago, there were so many people listening on the radio. We hit the Arbitron ratings uh, against stations in, in metro areas. And, um, I've called a few games that feel like this. And it's a situation that the schools are 12 miles apart and these kids go to church on Sunday. And a lot of times, uh, I remember four years ago, uh, Two cousins were playing, and their grandmother came in with a half Bledsoe, half Sequatchie jersey on. Um, (laughs) My color man, Jeff Barger, graduated from Bledsoe. We went on to play college football, had two daughters attend Sequatchie County, is a Sequatchie County commissioner, and now he's a Sequatchie County radio announcer. Um, My cousins, I have one cousin on the Bledsoe County team, and two cousins on the Sequatchie County team. It just – it's different, and it feels different. So, Friday night, I get the pleasure of doing this game. And uh, I've done Marion County, South Pittsburgh, which is another big game in this area. I've done Plain Plainview. I've not done a Baylor-Macaulay game, which is probably the biggest rivalry in the area. But if you don't have something on Friday night and you just want to see great football – and you want to see kids play for the right reasons, Drive up to Pikeville. Enjoy the game. If you can't, listen to me on 103.3 live streaming, WQSD Radio. Uh, If you also want to watch it on TV, the CW out of Chattanooga is broadcasting it live on our local cable. If you are in the Valley, uh, which is over the mountain where we're at, you can listen to BTC18 where we'll be live on TV. So multiple TV stations, multiple radio stations. And I said all that to say, I do what I do to make the kids feel like this is the most important thing in their life, because for some of them, it might be the most important thing in life. And I want to thank the media uh, that's coming uh, from two TV stations. Uh, A reporter out of Knoxville is set up to do the pregame show. I've got multiple VIPs that's going to give me interviews beforehand. All of you do this to make them feel special on Friday night. And that's why I'm still at 56 years old involved in high school football. And is. we find out how old you are? It is, yes, I'm 56, just turned 56. So it's going to be hard for me to come down on Friday night. I will be so excited that I'll lay in my bed to one or two o'clock in the morning just replaying everything about the game. I love high school football. I love the kids that play high school football. I love the parents that drive the kids to practice from the time they're five years old till they're 18 years old.
3: And loves the operative word there. And and
0: I do. They they love it. You love it. It, It's part of what it is. It is a passion. So come see us Friday night. Robbie, I'm sorry I ran it. That's normally... Reserved for a Tennessee-Florida game, but I had to get it out. Hey, look, I'm doing some blitz on Friday night, Tennessee-Florida on Saturday, and I'm taking my 13-year-old daughter to see Alice Cooper on Sunday. Well, I yeah. Detroit? Detroit
2: Detroit's own. Detroit's own Alice
3: Cooper. Cooper at the Tivoli's
2: awesome. Well, hey, Randall, I would say in order for us to give back to those kids – if any of them if any of them want to get into sports media, let's have them on a guest segment on record speculation and let's see if you know this just hey, this is what it looks like. Not that they're gonna be better than us dude. but it's, it's it's good to see what, what it would look like.
3: Absolutely. Um, I can get them
2: on here. Let's just get them
3: as interns, but their parents need to be well.
2: Yeah. Um my birds are Raj, I'm glad you're uh, back from COVID. Um, I think our household's about to be battling with the second bout of it. Um, uh. Hopefully, I make it to the Florida game this weekend. Um, but yeah, but yes, in this whole in this state in this region, it is Tennessee, Florida, and it's is most of our listeners or some of our listeners at least are from here. It's big. It's huge. It um, is going to be wild in Knoxville. And um game day's gonna be there. Um I'm gonna be there, Randall's gonna be there, uh don't know sure Rod's gonna be there or not. Um I'm gonna gonna try the Alabama game, which is gonna be another rock rock is atmosphere. But yeah, Nealon will be rocking and all will Knoxville. Um everyone stay safe, uh drink water and um don't make fools of ourselves because this is this is we are on ESPN and we are, do speak for the the Vol Nation at this point. So no mustard bottles bottles, no golf balls. Let's act like we've been here before, because we have been here before. And that's the main thing we have been here before. So um be respectful and uh be loud, but don't do anything stupid. And and if you do don't, care, don't then, wear George like Florida fans. Wait. Somewhere. If you do get arrested, can you scroll my number on the bottom of the screen? <laughs> yeah, uh, I can. Don't, don't drink bourbon
1: blood. after beer. You know. Yeah.
2: Robbie but is good thanks if you've thanks been for watching everyone. It's always a pleasure.
0: Hey, I'm sorry too that this is this is what we do this for. Uh, we will get back on. Um, Aaron Judd will be a talk next week, and hopefully he'll have his uh, 61 home run. We're also going to talk Albert Apulos and his place in history, two home runs away from 700. We'll Let's also have up. action from Knoxville. Uh, Let's we say will... baseball
3: for the playoffs, and this is coming from a baseball guy.
0: Uh, I it's just Tennessee, want... Florida, y'all. I just do this, man. Man. I just I think it's important. Um, Robbie. Are we going live reckless speculation at
2: someplace Saturday? Depends on when you get in town. I'll be there Friday night. Uh we can well, do I'll a be- quick, quick show. We don't You're- have
3: anyone to edit and to bleep out things. What Robbie just said that not you guys, it's gonna be the billions of people around
0: you. I- I'll try to hook up with you about lunchtime in Knoxville Friday or Saturday.
3: <laughs> That's relative.
0: That's so- late. <laughs> Yeah,
3: Robbie's lunch is going to be four in the morning, the night
0: before. Yeah, and the Guardians' magic number is seven, Tom. Yep.
2: Yeah, you got a they're, they're like the football team. Bereno, oh, I hate that.
0: For Raj Meta, and I'm glad you're back too, Raj. I didn't say it earlier, but we missed you. Thank for you. For Tom Sloan from the D, and from Robbie – Who's going to be in Knoxville to bail me out of jail Saturday after I climb down? And I needed clarification. Robbie is climbing is tearing down the grow post, acting like we've been there before.
3: Not if you're no, 56. No, no, no. no. We,
2: there's, there's absolutely a lot. no excuse to charge. Yeah, me, rush the filler whatever its call. Yeah. No, number one no. Alabama, no. maybe, but not when you're 10 no, in the no, country. No, no. Or no. Whatever. We won a championship. No, we ne- under no circumstances do we. I agree. All right, I so. Agree. I made this show maybe
0: move next the week to Thursday because I'm not sure by the time I can make bail. Since nobody's gonna get me out of jail for tearing the goalposts down, let go. someone
3: with the strength of sobriety and the courage and has willpower. I don't know what you're gonna do to get, become arrested.
2: Because I never watched if, the court if, in basketball when we beat the Florida championship teams. No, no, we expect to win. Really? But the average-
0: Roger. All I heard was walking top the whole time you were talking. Hey, that's fine. I'm. Mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, if
3: you're concerned about getting arrested, then I weep for the rest of the people that drink yeah, and yeah, that, do that, dumb you're, shit.
2: You're low on the totem pole, of people. <laughs>
3: way, yeah, <laughs> way low. And that's
2: what I'm saying. If it happens, then uh oh. I once, I once called, a, I once called a tow company to get a car towed from my parking lot, and they were like, "Sorry, son." You are so far down the totem pole. We'll be there by uh, November. And I was like, okay, touche. touche. But don't you want money? No. Yeah. Good oh, night.
0: See y'all down the road.